4 p.m., stand up. It's count time. Time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. I'm Brother L.D. Azobra, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Count Time Podcast. What is this podcast all about? To restore accountability, peace, and reconciliation back to the the people in the community by resurrecting those who are civilly dead by awakening the mind today on this day that the Lord has made. Count Time Podcast is celebrating our 100 podcasts. Yes, you heard me, our 100 podcasts. Once again, we'd like to thank you all for giving us the opportunity to come into your space and place and share with Count Times over 100, right at 100 podcasts. Without you, this would not have been possible. Because of you, we are in, what, 30 different countries now, I think? 30 different countries. They're not intended for that to happen that way, but because what the Lord had planned and what he had uh, for us to do, was bigger than we had even imagined. So we have a, we are fulfilling our purpose and our mission. And I want to let you know it's a wonderful feeling to know that we are doing, we are following through and doing what that which what the universe have called us to do, what the Lord have chosen us to do. And without you, it wouldn't be possible. So guess what? Today we're gonna keep it 100. We're gonna keep it 100 by going back to the origin of where Count Time got started at. We're going to go back and do another one of our shows that we was doing in the beginning. And we're going to title this segment, The American System Decoded. Yes, we're going to go back and decode this system for you that we all live in, work in, operate in every day, just to show you how the system have, in a lot of ways, deceived us, misdirected us, and everything else you can think of. Uh, Malcolm X said it best, we've been hook-winged, bamboozled, we've been had. But that's all right now, because that's why Count Time is here, to help. You know, as usual, we go, we bring a variety of shows, but this day, we have charting our course to ensure you, our listening audience, the best of high-quality contents, to put you on course that you may be willing to take our course. <laughs> So we might start a course with this here because this is going to be a lot of insight, knowledge, a lot of information that you ain't going to see, you ain't going to hear, you can't get anywhere. Only here on Count Time. So with that being said, I'm let, uh, how can I say it best? This is the start of Black History Month, but we're going to give you some European history or white history in the start of Black History Month because we think this is some things you need to know. What are those things? Today we want to talk about the Company of London, the European colony, a college or university, and what we call color people. So I know you be saying, now what is going on today? What is he talking about? Well, we want to put you on course. We're going to set sail to move forward, to get you to a destination, and bring you to where I guess we're going to reach the bank or the shores where you can finally see what lies ahead. And we're going to start out by talking about the Company of London. Now, you all got to be patient with me because we need to set everything up. 
We need to give you the foundation of where we're going and how we're going to get there before we can bring forward the information to show you and to teach you the things that we want you to learn. So you got to indulge me for a minute as I begin to talk about these different uh, subject matters where you can best understand what they was about. But as I move down the, down the line, I'm going to tie all this together. Where you're going at the end, I'm hoping that you can say, you know, when you're telling a good joke, you're waiting for that punchline. Well, you, you're going to have to be patient and wait till I get to that punchline where you're going to say, oh, I did not know that. Oh, that's, it ain't going to be funny now. Because you're going to realize that you have been deceived. So it ain't nothing to laugh about. But no worries, no worries at all. Because Count Time is here to get this show going and put you on course. So we're going to talk about the Company of London, which was titled the Virginia Company of London. And what was this all about? I'm just going to kind of go through this right quick. The London, of, the London Company, also called a charter of the Virginia Company of London, was an English joint stock company established in 1606 by Royal Charter by King James I with the purpose of establishing colonies, settlements in North America. Yes, King James I. Now, you know, now we all know who King James is. King James I, who we read the King James Version of the Bible. So he signed the first corporation uh, and brought, brought it into being by his signature by giving it to the Virginia Company of London. So the territory granted to the London Company, the Virginia Company of London, included the coast of North America from the 34th parallel, Cape Fear, north to the 41st parallel, and Long, and Long Island Sound. Now you remember, as you hear me go through this information, you can easily type it in your phone to find out more about it. I mean, because none of this stuff is hidden. You can find out about it in many ways, in many, many ways. I'm just going to help you to tie it all together. But although the English was just getting here in 1606 and around 1607, the Spanish had been here since 1492. But the English people decided they wanted to have a, a, a part in being in rule and taking over some of the land for the purpose of commerce. So in the Renaissance England, wealthy merchants eager to find investments opportunity opportunities established a number of companies to trade in various parts of the world. The crown, the king, the crown, the queen, the crown. If anybody's seen the movie The Crown, you know what they're talking about. So the crown just meant the, the raw people. The crown granted a charter to each company with a monopoly to explore. Between 1585 and 1630, more than 6,300 Englishmen and women invested in the stock, invested in the joint stock companies, traded with Russia, Turkey, Africa, the East Indians, the Mediterranean, and North America. Yeah, that's how all this got started. It was all about business. And I want you to know it is still about business. In December, in December of 1606, the Virginia Company set sail with three ships containing 144 men and boys, with only one man dying on the trip. They sailed away from Blackwall, London. The long voyage took 144 days. And I want you to know that most of these men that was on the ships were 
I don't want to call them all criminals, but that em emptied out the prisons in Europe and, and gave these men some options. They come and go, and go on this voyage. They can earn their freedom by going and participating. And also they can have other opportunities to own land and all these things, these, these great things that offered them. So they emptied out the prison. So they did send a bunch of criminals on the path to this, to this newfound world. They made landfall on April the 26th, 1607. The early colonists were expected to make a profit for the owners of the Virginia Company. What they found was that this land was full of resources. And one of the biggest resources was wood, trees, lumber. They was able to cut down and they cut down all the trees and send it all back to Europe. But the most important pro product that they finally found was tobacco. There are two ways to become a member of the Company of London. If you had money to buy shares but wanted to remain in England as an investor or an adventurer. If you wanted to travel to the new colony, you could become a member as a planter, which England emptied out their prisons and sent many of, the, many of their prisoners to work for their companies for a set of years for their servitude. The company provided housing, food, clothing, and a gun, which was called issues. In other words, they got their issue. At the end of the servitude, the planter was granted a piece of land and their freedom, also a share of the profit made by the company. So now we just well, I want you to follow. Follow me right quick. So in other words, that the people that came here in the origin, in the, on the original uh, voyage was first of all a bunch of criminals, but I want to understand that these people became the new colony. So this is what we're going to deal with today. So what do I mean by the new, the new colony? Well, that's a term we're all familiar with. We talk about colony, colons, colons, colonizers, all these different terms. But we want to connect these terms to where you understand when you start hearing these terms, it's more to it than just what you're hearing. So this is where we're going with this today. All right. And this, this is the, one of the, some of the main things that we want you to understand about the colony. So when we hear the term colony for a long time, we thought, well, you know, these are colony that was set up in the newfound world to establish themselves in what they call the New England. In other words, there was a, they, were, they came from England, but they was creating a new England. So we need to understand what the word, word colony came about. The word colony came from the word Company of London. Company of London. It's only acronyms. C-O-L. Company of London, just acronyms from, from many, many things that we do because a, a lot of corporations use acronyms, right? And we know that UPS, United Postal Services, is only acronyms, UPS. And acronyms represent a fictitious being. So when you, hear, when you see something in acronym, it's something fictitious. And a corporation, a corporation is a fictitious entity. And what, I, what we're saying here today is that when the colonists came, they set up 13. That was 13. They got 13 different charters to set up 13 different companies. The Company of Plymouth, which we know we call it the Plymouth Rocks. They landed on Plymouth Rock. The Company of Massachusetts. But all of them, the company, the Virginia Company, they was all under one company. And that company was called 
the company of London. In these 13 colonies that we've been taught about for all, all these years, we did not know these 13 colonies meant 13 corporations. So these 13 corporations form one corporation. So they invested all their powers into one corporation that we now call the United States. So in 1777, the 13 colonies came together under their power. And if you go back to the law, you got to go to the law dictionary, whether it's Black's Law Dictionary, Ballantyne Law Dictionary, and you go and read about the 13 colonies, because the way you're going to read is this here, the union of several states, equal in power, dignity, and authority, states brought into being by the Constitution, emanating from and adopted by the people in whom the sovereignty in the sovereignty resides, a body politics and corporation capable of attending the objects for which it was created by means which are necessary for the attainment. So I hate to disappoint a lot of you all because you know we were taught this is a country. And it is a country once you find out what the, what the word country really means. But that's another lesson for another day. We're going to take you on a journey. We're not, we're not going to regress. We're going to continue to progress and move forward and open and awaken the mind to what's really going on around you. So let's get back to the, to the company of London that became the word colony, C-O-L-O-N-Y. But the word is really company of London. So now I want you to really to process this, and I'm going to show you another component of this and how it all ties together, right? How do all this tie together? Now I'm about to move into some information to help enlighten you to give you a better understanding. Like a quote by Brother Oliver Wendell Holmes. That quote says, One's mind, once stretched by a new idea, Never regains, never regains its original dimensions. So we want to stretch the mind. So the Company of London that was formed in 1606 that became the word colony, and not only the word colony, let's just use other terms. Let, let's, let me take you on this, on this trip where you can begin to see how this stuff is all connected. Let's, let's talk about a college, a university, right? So the colleges are housed in a university. So I'm asking these scholars, these professors, these PhDs, DDDs, and many others, what do the word college mean? How did the word college come about? So, I mean, many might say, well, that's easy. The word college, I mean, that's, that's simple. That's just a, a place where one goes study and research to get the information and to learn and you know and you you move on from there but also I want you to think about this college many might say an educational institution or establishment in particular one providing higher education or specialized professional or vocational training that sounds pretty good right but also think about this college starts after your 12 years of high school so you got to go one, two, three, 12 years. Then on your 13th year, you start college. Just like the 13th Company of London, right? And that's when you start college in your 13th year. I'm going somewhere with this now. That's just another food for thought, right? So the legal term for the word college, a civil corporation, society, or company, or company authorized by law, having in general 
a literary object. What all that means, right? But the point I want to make to you, what I wanted to simply do is to spell the word college. C-O-L-L-E-G-E. C-O-L, or acronyms for who or what? Company of London. So when you hear the word college, you're hearing the word Company of London. L-E-G-E is ledge or knowledge. The Company of London knowledge or the Company of London logic, however you want to put it. So that's why. Don't get mad anymore when you hear that, oh, they don't want to teach African-American history in the schools. They don't want to teach African-American history in college. They don't want to teach nobody history in college but the European history because they only can teach the, the history of the corporation. So any corporation, they want to brand their corporation. They want to brand their name. So they teach you what it takes to operate in this corporation. So the company of London or the college is just simply the way that they keep their information going. They train you to work for them. We all know that, right? So these companies just want to keep you on track to learn their history, learn their information, that you can continue to move and build a corporation. So this is not complicated, y'all. This is really, this is so simple. So the company of London created the college. Now there's much, much more diverse, much, much more going on in that. But all this is for another day. If you're interested in learning more about it, just hit us back up. Let us know, Brother LD. This is some great information. This is some great insight. I ain't never thought about this. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about this, but just couldn't put it together. Maybe you can help us better, better put it together. But I'm telling you, we got it all right here on Count Time. We got so much more information. We teach you about the counties, the different, all the, we show you how all this stuff ties back together. So remember, the colleges are just acronyms for the word Company of London Knowledge or Logic. So that's why they can't teach any other information, teach you about your history. Because your history is not important to the, co to the corporation history. You know, that's just, just that simple. So that is why they can't teach your history. This is why for so many years the colleges at the universities fought so hard to not allow you to teach African American history or African history, Indian history, or any other history, right? Except European history or the Company of London history. But that's all right. But now you know. Now you know. And I'm a, I say like a while back, I used to always say, like a Brother Noble Drew Ali said, how humble should a man be, asked by a Brother Noble Drew Ali, as he art weak and ignorant. And I'm going to show you another, a third component of this here. A third component that we just see every day, we overlook it every day, and we never think about Oh, that don't really mean nothing, right? We're going to take the word color. You know, for so long, you know, people was calling us color people, right? Or you call yourself a person of color. The term in the law books, person of color, is primarily used to describe any person who is not considered white in its current meaning the term originated in and is primarily associated with the U.S. In the law books, the term color of law means the appearance or semblance without the substance of a legal right. The term usually implies a misuse of power made possible 
because the wrongdoer is clothed with the authority of the state. State action is anonymous with color or in the context of the federal civil rights statute or criminal law. So the term color that we're used to seeing is pretty interesting, right? Because we've been, at one time, they call us colored people, colored boy, and we get offended. I'm not no colored boy, so they started saying black boy, Negro boy, until it became just straightforward. And then some said, uh, we not black, Negro, colored, we ain't none of that. Well, what are you? Because when they started calling us colored, we thought, well, okay, color has something to do with your the, the, the skin. Well, to be honest with you, the word color has nothing to do with any of that. Once again, we've been tricked again. And something got caught up in all this kind of stuff about the word color. And I'm going to show you once again. Y'all follow me, people, as we take this, tra as we travel. I'm going to ask you, as I asked you before, spell the word color. C-O-L-O-R. We back at that same word again. C-O-L is what? Acronyms for Company of London. Yeah, you heard it. C-O-L stand for the Company of London. So when they call you colored, they saying you are part of Company of London. Oh, Lord. Now, what do you mean by this? I'm just saying you are part of the Company of London, the Company of London colonies. Europeans was part of the colony. They wouldn't let you be part of the colony, so they say you C-O-L, C-O-L, Company of London. The last part is O-R, color, C-O-L-O-R. What do the word O-R mean? That's where we get you at. Hold on, let me, let, me, let me tell you what that word means. But it has to do with money, dollar and cents, right? Well, what you mean it has to do with dollars and cents? Well, it does. You are C-O-L-O-R, which like the governor, G-O-V-E-R-N-O-R, inferior, superior, it shows possession of something. You understand that? Professor, honor, senator, prosecutor. <laughs> it goes on and on and on, right? I want you to connect with this and understand. But this way they get you at, because also the word is debtor. You are the debtor. You owe these, you owe something to the people. You are a debtor. When you say color, you are the debtor, because they are the creditor. <laughs> they are the creditor, you are the debtor. Oh, Lord, I'm taking you somewhere you ain't expect to go today. I know that. But that's okay. Just call your pastor. Maybe he can help explain it to you a little bit better. Nowadays, we done got so, we, we got sophisticated, right? Because when they used to call a, call a colored boy or colored people, we ain't no colored people, right? We say we ain't no colored people, which means, you the company of London people, <laughs> colored people, C-O-L-O, -O, company of London, people. That's what that means. You are the company of London people. You're owned by these people. And we, we fought for years. Stop calling us colored people. So we're going to come up with our own term. We're going to say we are the people of color. <laughs> so now you're saying we are the people of the company of London. Look what you've done to yourself. You thought you had moved on from all this by saying we are the people of color. I, I guess we, we think it means like we the people, huh? We the people you, of the company of London, we're going to have our own rights, do what we want to do. So they gave you some civil rights, right? And now we're going to take it to a whole nother level, right? 
now people saying we are the, the BIPOC people. <laughs> Y'all heard of that? Y'all heard that new one out? The BIPOC people. Black, indigenous, and people of color. You're black, indigenous, and the people of the Company of London. You put yourself right back in the same trick bag. You ain't moved not one inch. It, you, you're staying in, inside of the matrix, and you can't move. Some people now, they say, we are the phrase popping up now like BAM, B-A-M-E. They call themselves the BAM people. Black, Asian, and minority ethnic, ethnics. It just goes on and on and on because we don't know who we are. But other folks know who we, who we are. But we keep ourselves stuck under the C-O-L-O-R, Company of London, who, who own us. And when you say you're under the color, the word color, you have no rights. You can't be bigger than the company that you under, that you under. And now we're saying we're African-Americans. Well, that don't make any sense because African and America don't even go together. America is a corporation. How are you going to be part of a, I'm an African and I'm a part of the American corporation. I'm African-American. That means you can be, can you be African Walmart, African Amazon, African Kroger's? So you're you tying yourself to corporations that it never ends. So you're saying I'm African-American, I'm African part of a corporation. So you still don't have no history. You have no, no direction. You have no source of connection to, to any land. So we need to do a better job of connecting ourselves and learning what have been, what have the trick that's been played on us to understand better on what's going on. I know some say the phrase people of color originated in the 18th century a French designated for mixed race colonial subjects and its premutation has been used in South Africa to name multiracial identity of all colored. In 1977, a national women's conference, according to the anti-capitalist feminist organizer Loretta Rose, woman of color, was negotiated as a solidarity definition not a biological one when women who were not black, neither white, asked to be included in a black women's agenda. So we thought all this just made sense to us, right? We're going to be colored people. We ain't no longer be, no, we're going to be people of color. We ain't going to be colored people. But you're saying the exact same thing. It has to do with one thing. The, in, the, in this system, what they call a legal system, it has nothing to do with one thing but the company of London and all their power and their rights. So you can't, you got to disconnect yourself from all this if you want to move forward as a people. And guess what? And it just don't stop there, my people. We've we done a podcast called uh, Who Are You? Black, White, Negro, or Colored. You need to listen to that podcast. Because we just had, count, at count time, we keeping it real. We keeping you on course. As the Bible says, study to show thyself approved as a workman of abundance who should not be ashamed, but who can rightly divide the word of truth. So I challenge you to challenge me. Let's have a discussion. I encourage you, if you want us to continue this kind of information, bring forth this kind of content, please you know, go to our uh, page and, and give us some comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know whether you agree or disagree, but that's ain't what this is about. You can find out for yourself. It's not hidden. I'm stretching the mind. Because God have called me to this day for this purpose, to bring forward this information. Now, we calling people, of the people these days, we call them 
the pop people, people of color. That is interesting. You call it people the pop people, the BIPOC people. The pop stand for P-O-C, people of color. The BIPOC people stand for black, indigenous, people of color. Then you got the BAM, B-A-M-E people, black, Asian, minority, ethnic people. So man, you got the BIPOC you got the BAM people, you got the POC people, you got the Tupac people, I guess. You got the village people, the zombie people. That don't even sound right. You, in, you're grouping yourself in with a whole other group of people. Why can't we be when you, you're talking about a people with a land, with a country, a people with a culture, with a custom? I mean, why we call ourselves these POC people? <laughs> you know, there's nothing to connect you with nothing. You just, you're calling yourself a name, identifying yourself with something that don't even exist. But when you say, I'm the POC people, BAM people, BIPOC people, that's no difference than I'm the village people, the zombie people. Who are they? I mean, we become like a singing group. We have to know who we are. We need to raise the mind of the people that we may raise the mind of our children that we know better of who they are. They are still lost in the wilderness like the rest of us. But it's time to come out of the wilderness. We've been in the wilderness for 400 years. That's a long time. We are God's people, a great people, a people of culture, people of history, people of, you know, the, the black man history starts with slavery. The African history starts with kings and queens. So we need to know about, more about who we are from which we came. Stop identifying ourselves with these terms that sound eloquent, Sounds good to the mind, but has no significance in this system that we all operate in that we call the legal system. It has no rights, no power, clothed with nothing. It don't identify you with nothing. So let's find better on how to address these issues. And please, challenge me, challenge the system. Do not be lazy. Because the Bible says you should know the truth, and the truth will make you free and you will be free indeed. And being in prison, that's why I can say, man can shackle the hands, man can shackle the feet, but only you can shackle the mind. The mind is free to travel wherever you dare to take it. Free the mind. So I was, once again, I'm Brother L. D. Azober, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Count Time Podcast. Man can shackle the hand, the man can shackle the feet, but only you can shackle the mind. The mind is always free to travel wherever you dare to take it. Welcome to Count Time. <laughs>